Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Welcome to the first episode of April of that Disney Parks podcast. I'm Nick, and as, well, say as always, as mostly, I'm joined by Mr. P-Dubs. Hello and welcome. And also by Mr. D. Happy Easter. Almost, almost there, aren't we? Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of... Uh, or if you're watching this in a couple of, listening to this in a couple of weeks' time, I hope you enjoyed your Easter. Yeah. Or, or in a year or two's time, as people tend mm-hmm. to go through the back catalogue, it's um, it, it's an odd one. So, like today, I popped out to the shops as I do regularly, and uh, my wife said to me, "Can you try and pick up an Easter egg for somebody?" Um, my my <laughs> my daughter's skateboard teacher. Uh, never a sentence I thought I'd say uh, out loud ever. But there you go, different times, and um, I said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll be able to get him an Easter egg." And uh, it was hard. It was hard to get mm. an Easter egg, um, you know. And the shops, I mean, I mean, they the shops had quite a lot, but they were like the the, the more high end Easter eggs, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the ones that are like seven eight quid upwards. Yeah. And um, you know, all the all like the the kind of cheapy ones, they're just gone. They just they don't, there aren't any, and um, that that's not normally the case. Now you might you know that might happened like the set like the day before Easter, right? You know, there's, there's like a been a mad frantic run on, but it's weird. They've, they've been in the shots for months, and then all of a sudden they're like almost completely out. It's uh, it's unusual. Maybe they've got the ordering right this time or something. I don't know. Yeah. But the weird thing is, is that this means nothing to our American listeners because they don't do Easter like we do. Um. Well, it's not that different. Well, it, what I mean is they don't have the eggs like we do. They have chocolate eggs. They're yeah, but... Well, not exactly I mean, the same, but they still have chocolate eggs. Yeah, but their chocolate eggs are, you know, Cadbury's cream egg size. They don't have, like... Yeah, not the big ones, I don't no. think. You can, you can get them, but yeah, it's not as common. Yeah. No, no. Um, my, my, bro- my brother's just uh, on his way. Well, ho- hopefully he's, he's arrived already, but he was going to... Oh... He's going to Boston and he's going to New York. I'm not sure which one he's going to first. I didn't check. But he's going to one of them. And, um, you know, he said to me the other day, you know, if there's anything you want while I'm out there, let me know. And uh, I've given him like a, a bit of a shopping list from Walmart or Target or wherever he goes to, like sauces and condiments, that kind of stuff, and some cookies. Um, but I was looking at the Easter section on Walmart and, you know, all the chocolate brands have... Easter things, so like M and M's will have like Easter packaging, or you know you'll get uh, Reese's in in bunny shapes and stuff like that. But but no, what we would consider to be like chocolate eggs. 
Mm. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's funny how that's like such a big tradition that we have here that they just don't yeah. have there. And even Easter egg hunts different, aren't they? Because they don't normally have chocolate eggs for Easter egg hunts. They have plastic eggs that they fill yeah. up with jelly beans or small that's eggs right. and stuff. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. There are some hey, differences. There's a sales opportunity there for America. Yeah. Maybe that's what I should be doing, going into the mm-hmm. chocolate egg game market in America. Well, go on, yeah. go on Shark Tank. Go on yeah. Shark Tank and say, you know, I want a, a, a billion dollars for a 10% share in my company, Chocolate Eggs Limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could, have, we could have podcast branded eggs. Yeah. Corner of the market. Um, P-Dubs, I see you've been busy. Yeah. Yeah, I've been keeping myself busy might not be getting to us theme parks this year but uh knuckled down and been to legoland and drayton manor this weekend legoland a couple of weeks ago now drayton manor this weekend so i'm getting my uk theme park fix this year yeah the season just started hasn't it yeah yeah we both both times it's been opening weekend for that particular park that we've been to so gotcha yeah Legoland's a usual one because it's my son's birthday, but we had some Tesco club card vouchers left over from last year for Drayton Manor that we didn't get to use. Hmm. So we uh, we used them this weekend. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it's. I, I don't think, because again, you do get, depending on where you are in the country, you do get parks that are seasonal in America as well. Yeah. But I mean, especially on here, we talk about parks that are open all year round, right? So Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know how common it is in America, but I mean, we don't have a single theme park that's open all year round. No, they they might have certain bits of it open at, at certain times, but like Drayton mm. Manor, they've got a zoo that's been open over the winter. Um, right. But the theme park itself hasn't been. And again, Legoland has has special weekends where they'll open like a selection of rides as part of like you stay over in the hotel and and you get access to like five or six rides in the park as part okay. of it. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I'm surprised I'm surprised that no one's actually uh bothered to try and sort that out. Yeah. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I know there I know we get cold weather, right? And there are obviously rides that we have in our theme parks that you're not going to open over the winter months because of that. Well, you physically can't because they'll probably freeze over. Um but it's, there's enough in our theme parks that they could technically open. And, you know, we go to you know Disneyland Paris when it's freezing cold and yeah. rainy and horrible and snowing. Um, so there's not really a, a, a good excuse, I think, to no. do it. I just I wonder why we've never we've never tried to have an all year round park. No, they're, they're closed on on average. They're closed for four to five months of the year. Yeah. Yeah, which I mean, yeah. look, it's good for maintenance, and I mean, uh, Alton Towers kind of completely refurbed a ride during its downtime, so that it could yeah. reopen with, um, you know, this year's park opening. But yeah, just generally speaking, we don't really need to um, shut parts four to five months of maintenance. You can just do it throughout the year. I mean, and they have to do it throughout the year anyway. Yeah, it's not that they can't do any maintenance at all, but. Um, it's not like Disneyland Paris don't do their maintenance during park opening hours, so... Exactly. Yeah, it's very, very strange. 
Anyway, we're not here to talk about UK theme parks. That's why I wanted to get it out of the way early. So <laughs> we could we could at least glaze upon it. Um, but before we start talking about Disney, I should ask everybody, of course, what they are drinking. So, P-Dubs, I'll come to you first. What are you drinking? I've been incredibly lazy tonight. I couldn't even be bothered to make a hot drink. I've just got a pint of Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite indulgent for you, really. Yeah. yeah. And a pint of it as well. Holy moly. I bet we'd be pausing for the toilet breaks. Uh, Mr. D, what are you drinking? I am drinking an orange tea. An orange tea? Yeah, orange-flavoured tea. Now, I, I've i tried a few flavoured teas, mm-hmm. and there was only one once, and it was at the... Alice in Wonderland afternoon tea that I oh, went yeah. to quite a long time ago now. It doesn't exist anymore. And they had a Cherry Bakewell tea. Um, and that did, I think because of like the smell more than anything else, did you know quite taste like what you'd expect a Cherry Bakewell tea to taste like. But I've got to say, like the the times that I've tried to you know have like flavoured tea, I'm always disappointed with the actual punch that they give mm-hmm. so what's the orange tea like it's not bad i mean the the flavors are pretty subtle i think that's true for most of the flavored teas I, I think a lot of it gets tempered down by the caffeine in it because mm. of course it's mixed in with normal tea and it, it does yeah. it does tend to temper the taste a little bit yeah yeah that's right but interesting it's uh it's quite nice quite a nice change something mm. different okay my wife's mm-hmm. been drinking um, mint uh, mint water, so like a, a cup of hot water, you know, not not quite boiling, like 80, 90 degrees, whatever, mm-hmm. um, and then adding some essential mint oils to mm. it, and that does uh, because there's nothing else in it; it's just mint. It, that does really taste like it as it's supposed to. Yeah, it's a yeah, little bit too overpowering sometimes. When mint leaves, just put mint leaves in boiling water. Just effectively make mint tea. Yeah, I can't. I can't afford mint leaves. It's far too luxurious for me. Just go and pick them in the garden. We've got a yeah, couple of so mint yeah plants in the garden. Just pick the leaves. A couple of leaves. We've got. I say we've got. The, the garden is my wife's domain. She's she's slacked off a little bit. We're not growing as much as we uh, we have done in in previous years. So I should really whip her into shape, really, and tell her to sort herself out. But mm-hmm. So I won't listen to this episode. It's fine. I'll tell her it didn't exist. Um, right. In that case, let's go and have a look at what's been going on inside the parks. Okay. So uh, pre, pre-getting on this call, I did discuss something I wanted to talk about. But, uh, but what, what do you want to talk about? Does anyone want to go first? I'll jump in because it's kind of connected to what you are going to talk about okay. as it was part of the discussions that, that have been happening. Mm. Um, there's actually a shareholders meeting um, there is. either running now or it's it's just finished in the, the last hour or so. Yes. Um, and uh, Bob Iger has announced that they will be investing $17 billion into Walt Disney World over the next 10 years. How much? $17 billion. I mean that's 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 a couple of rides, right? <laughs> very much, very much so. Um, uh, and kind of on on the news that that's been going around that quite a lot of cast members have 
are being released from their roles across the company. Um, he has mm. a, this will create thirteen thousand new jobs well, over yeah. the next ten years. Yeah, not all at Disney, obviously. No. Um, yeah. Well, it does. Like construction it says, and yeah. Um, but it would also lead to thousands more indirect jobs. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I always, I always get a bit flummoxed when a company announces. You know, and was it? Am I right in thinking it's about seven thousand? It's seven thousand in total yeah. across three three waves. This is, I think, the next one is the biggest wave to come. And then there'll be a oh, smaller okay. one later on. A bit like a shit sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Awful. Good. Um, in this case, it's just shit, shit, and shit. I think. Well, yeah, but it's it's kind of like you know, I'd say like a mouldy piece of bread, mm. a massive steaming turd, and then another really grotty mouldy ste- uh, piece of bread yeah. as a sandwich. Um, but yeah, it always it always like I, I can't comprehend. You know, you you announce these massive job losses and then go, and we're creating all these new jobs. It's like, well, hang on a second. Yeah. You know, unless yeah. it's and and you know, we see companies do this in the UK. Uh, sometimes as well, where they they fire people to then get them back with less uh, less than uh, well, as good terms as they were they had before. Yeah, but the, the thing is, though, I mean, they've obviously they haven't completely announced everything that's happening, but um, they've kind of acknowledged that the parks, because the parks make good money, they'll be less impacted by these job cuts than other areas of the company yeah uh, so uh, it's it's kind of not that surprising that um you know they're they're protecting the parts because they earn money and then they're investing in those parts to make even more money in the future or to protect the profit they've got because we all know that universal are coming with their third gate in a couple yeah. of years' time. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, isn't it? I mean, obviously, we wouldn't be here talking about it if the if the theme parks weren't a big thing for Disney. Um, but I think that that level of investment is, you know, I can't even imagine what that's going to, what they're going to do with that money. Like, yeah, and, so and over money. a span of only a decade. Hmm. The other thing you got to you got to. You got to take the seventeen billion with a pinch of salt. I think, you know, it's it's good that they're making that statement, and it's good that they're going to invest in the parks. But will it really be seventeen billion? Do they know what they're going to invest in? I don't think. And and like P Dab said, this is kind of connected to what I think you're going to talk about, or it could be connected to what you're going to talk about. So it's almost like there's a political angle. The, to, it's basically an up up yours. Well, it's kind of look. It's kind of look at what look at what we provide to the state of Florida, or look at we have and can and will in the future provide to the state of Florida. So don't don't piss us off too much. It's, I think there's an element of that. Yeah, because I think even with the, uh, I mean, obviously it was a while ago now, but the, the, the Disneyland Paris expansion that they announced, I want to say that was like two billion euros. Yeah, which you know. Again, sounded like a lot of money, but they were talking about building three completely brand new lands. So, yeah. you know, building an attraction is, you know, 
you know a few million possibly but it's not billions so you have to understand you have to try and understand where that money is going and make sense if you're building three whole new i mean eternally they didn't did they 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 they, they repurposed one land and yeah. did some attractions into it they're building allegedly two new expansion pads um but yeah, awful lot of money. But you know, look, let, let, let's talk about the cocker spaniel in the room, because that's that's really what I was I was kind of uh, liaising with, and we've already mentioned it. It, it really creak, you know. And we, I'm trying to think when we discussed this last, was it a couple of episodes ago or three episodes yeah. ago, something like that? Yeah, yeah. Because that's when um, you know the Santis uh, put his foot down and said, you know. This is what I'm doing now. Ha 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 ha. And we discussed at the time that we were shocked that Disney just kind of, it felt like they'd rolled over. Mm. And what we didn't realize is that Bob Iger was actually playing 4D chess mm. whilst Ron DeSantis was playing tic tac toe or at Noughts and Crosses. How weird yeah. is that? I remember what the American name was before I remember what the English name was. Mm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and he got them. So I found a thread which I shared with um, with uh, the presenters a few days ago that was looking into this. Uh, a guy had kind of uh, gone through it. And basically, they held their first meeting together on the 29th of March uh, with this new board. This was the new board that uh, Ron DeSantis had uh, put together mainly made up of people that had donated quite heavily to his last election campaign, possibly his future ones as well. Um, but they weren't very happy when they were starting to go through it. So what they noticed uh, at this meeting was uh, what had happened uh, with with the, the, last, uh, the last meeting that had occurred, I think a day or two before uh, Ron yeah. DeSantis' board took over. Um, they were so mad that um, they started getting very irate <laughs> and threatened to do all kinds of uh, take legal action against Disney uh, for um, what they called unusual and suspect activity. Now, the reason why it's going to be interesting to see what they, they do next, because I said they threatened legal action, is they don't have a leg to stand on because everything Disney did was completely above board, including publishing the uh, the minutes of the, the meeting and all the details of that meeting into the public record. Well, so, they, they, they put, it was in the agenda as well. I mean, it was across yeah. two meetings. It was actually two meetings. Yep. And I'm amazed that nobody picked up on it, even the Disney community, because there's people out there, there's Disney fans out there and podcasters and vloggers that take quite an active interest in this but nobody picked it up no no that was it uh and i mean the thing is whilst i'm not gonna point any fingers at anyone in the disney community for not picking this up because you know i don't know where to get this paperwork from but it's it's out there if you know where to look um the fact that you know a whole board of directors whose job it was to uh, you know to, to run this going forward didn't see it either uh, until you know, I don't, I don't even know who pointed it out, but to kind of just re rewind uh, the tape back a little bit. So what happened was the Santis took over. He put his board in charge. What this was doing was this was going to uh, strip the powers away from Disney 
for the Reedy Creek district, which we went into on a prior episode. So go back and listen to that if you want. Um, but essentially, you know, they were taking that power away, throwing their weight around, saying, you know, we're now going to run this and, you know, we'll be able to, uh, you know, run it as we want to, um, in the way that we want to, and without Disney being able to call all the shots. Um, and again, we thought it was very strange that Disney just didn't do anything. Um, but this is the bit which I loved the most. And that was the the declaration that they made about the changes that they put into, into place. Um, and I'll... I'll Read it verbatim. This declaration shall be deemed effective as of the effective day and continue to be effective in perpetuity unless all or certain portions of the provisions of this declaration are expressly terminated as provided elsewhere herein. Uh, provided, however, that if the perpetual term of this declaration is deemed to violate the rules against perpetuities uh, or any similar law or rule, this declaration shall continue in effect until, and this is the good bit, 21 years after the death of the last survivor of the descendants of King Charles III, King of England, living as of the date of this declaration. So, basically, what Disney did as part of their last meeting was put this term in, which means what they said stands until... 21 years after the death of the last survivor of the descendants of King Charles III. Now, I was trying to explain this to my wife, and she's saying, what does that mean? I said, well, he's got Harry and William, and between them, they've got five kids. They are all direct descendants of King Charles III. Now, I don't know what happens after that. So I don't know... At what point that ends? Does that end if, you know, when those grandchildren have children and so it's their children? Or does it end with those grandchildren? It was, it'll be the last one of those. But bear in mind, like, the, the youngest one is coming up to two. Yeah. And if you say that, two. Yeah. So if you say that she has, and, and Kat and Lewis talked about this, and they were not as generous as I'm going to be. Let's say she lives to, she, she's 80. And the royal family technically have, you know, normally have quite long lives. So let's say she's 80. So that means in 101 years' time, that's when this declaration could potentially be finished. So they were spitting feathers at that. And it just showed that Disney knew exactly what they were doing. Well, we'll find out, won't we? I mean, DeSantos is not happy. He's, um,. He's ordered the Chief Inspector General to investigate. Yeah. So we'll see what what comes out. But uh, but the thing is, they've done everything as far as you know anyone legal looking into this can tell above mm-hmm. board because it was publicly presented. You know, it wasn't. Yeah, I think. I think DeSantos's argument is is that they that they were being devious basically, and that they deliberately thwarted the will of the Florida people. Because obviously he represents, he's a he's a elected official, so he was officially elected by the Florida people. So if he gets thwarted, the state of Florida is being thwarted. So that's his. That's going to be his argument: is that this was devious and underhanded, 
and self-serving, I think is the, the language that he used. So I think he'll he'll try and attack it from that perspective, not not whether it was done correctly, but whether it should have been done at all. Yeah. However, from from other things I've read, this type of covenant is quite common and is in existence in lots of different places. And so there would be some precedents, I think. Um, so yeah, this could drag on for who knows how long now. And I don't, I just don't see the point in it really. I mean, it's the whole thing is tit for tat because Disney spoke out against the don't say gay bill. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing has already made him look like a fool. Yeah. And taking it further, whether he wins or whether he doesn't, to me, it just just continues to make him look like a fool. Well, as long as, and I don't think it would do, I don't think any legal action going forward would actually halt anything Disney wants to do. Hmm. Um, so if that's not the case and it's just kind of runs in the background then you know Bob Ike can spending 17 billion dollars on the park as, as he wishes yeah well, even even before this covenant it was you know they never had any control even the new board as designed by DeSantis was, they never had any control over what actually happens in the parks however it could affect things like if they wanted to change the purpose of land, certain parts of the land to say build another theme park i believe so it's it's more about planning and infrastructure and services and things like that um but if disney want to spend 17 billion in their existing parks and resorts this board could probably throw a few a few things in the spokes of the wheels but don't really have any control over that yeah yeah and i i I don't think the will of the florida people counts in this one because i don't think anyone actually gave a toss no this was clearly just ron DeSantis saying i can stick two fingers up at disney and don't get me wrong there are of course people and because the the state of florida is so fractured there will be people because there are people that support him lots of people um, which probably don't mind giving two fingers up at Disney for being a woke company. So I'm not saying that's not... There, there aren't people that don't want Disney to suffer in some way, but I don't think any of those people understood Reedy Creek or even had that as part of their uh, petitions to the Santas to do something about it. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I think mm. this was just him going, here's an easy th- win for me. This is something I can do. This is something I can take over. This is going to upset them. Ha, ha, ha. And all it's done is left him with egg on his face. And yeah. I can guarantee, because, I mean, the thing is, if, um, if as rumoured, DeSantis runs for president, does he have to, does he have to give up Florida mm. if he wins? I believe so, yeah. So if that's the case, whoever does win, whether it's one of his uh, protégés or, you know, the, 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 the rival party, whoever... I can't see them being bothered with this either. I can quite see it. I, you know, well, whoever comes in afterwards to quickly yeah. like go, you know what, this is just wasting everybody's time. Let's just revert it back as it was. Wouldn't it be funny if I go run? 
<laughs> I don't think his wife will let him. <laughs> Probably the governor. Funny. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. It's... It'd be really interesting if right, like, Iger ran for one party and Chapet ran for the other, and it was a head-to-head between them. That would be, be that would be really funny. And I, I, it won't happen, but I would. I'd That's a mini series on Netflix I'd watch. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think Chapet ran as far away from Florida as he possibly could. <laughs> yeah. It's uh yeah, it's it's just it's a funny situation. I mean American politics in general at this moment in time, you know, we're recording this the the day that Donald Trump is flying himself to New York to get arrested. Do you know what I mean? Like who 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 thought that would be a sentence you could say on a podcast? Actually you... I did. <laughs> I did a I'm couple of saying, years ago. I was gonna, I'm not saying what we... This we, guy we, is a criminal and a psycho. He's going to end up being bars. Hey, look, we can't talk too much because we've got our own bunch of crooks and criminals running our country oh, yeah. as well. So we're not exactly throwing stones in a glass house right here. But the yeah. whole situation is a bit weird. And uh, DeSantis is just another... Uh, in, a, in a long line of very weird uh, kind of public personalities that are in charge of important things, which... I will say quite openly, I think, is above their uh, mental capabilities. I don't think half these people that have got the power they have should be doing this kind of stuff. But again, I also hark back to our own government, who are very similar right now. Um, But yeah, so I guess the important thing is, uh, number one, we don't get a King Ralph situation. That would be horrendous for everyone involved. Um, But secondly, that this... Uh, there's been a, a, a twist in the towel and it's going to be funny looking at how this develops over the next uh, I was going to say few months but really we're talking years here this is going to be a long time being dragged out mm. um, Mr D uh, well I mean I suppose just to say just to kind of mark the place in time that you know this this kind around this week there's a number of different things happening in the parks around attractions and shows. So you've got Tron imminently opening. Um, you've got Harmonious is 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 done, is gone. And uh, what's the firework in the Magic Kingdom? Enchantment, that's that's gone. Um, so a few a few changes. Um, Harmonious switching to. Epcot forever for the second time, which is a bit of a laugh. When you put all that together in a sentence, Epcot forever for the second time. Doesn't it's kind of oxymoron, I think, isn't it? It's a bit like the never ending story too. Yeah, it's like the it's like the never yeah, exactly. Yeah, the never ending story too. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Uh, Electric Boogaloo, yeah. Um and obviously uh-huh. that's a placeholder until we get whatever comes next maybe that's what's going to cost 17 billion maybe it's like really really big barges <laughs> the barges the barges weren't quite big enough yeah let's 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 make them let's make them uh even bigger what are you yeah. activating p-dubs i don't know it's just started talking <laughs> up mate it's because i said boogaloo too much is too that, much that, uh <laughs> technology going on there I is think. that what you call your alexa <laughs> I'm not even sure. I'm trying to clear it, but it's not having it. The uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I did joke obviously with Never Ending Story two, but let's not forget Never Ending Story three with uh, one of Jack Black's first film roles. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, super excited about Tron. Um, mm-hmm. We have, I mean, I say we have, we know that uh, Michelle Young 
is over in Disney World as we record this. Um, itching to go. She'll be mm. there for, I believe she'll be there for opening. So I think it's the 4th of April is the official yeah, fourth, open yeah. date. It's it's in soft rehearsals at the moment. Mm. Um, I've seen that the, the building groups have been going in seconds. Yeah. Which, I mean, on the one hand, I'm not... Well, it- surprised by but I mean that's that's what happened with Guardians of the Galaxy so why would it be any different for Tron well yeah I mean I, I guess yeah I mean if I, you're I, not I guess... there dot on 7 for Guardians of the Galaxy forget it you know yeah. 701 is not good enough no <laughs> at least no, that's clearly. how it was when we were there last year no clearly not I mean uh, there was at least uh, three days that I saw last week people saying that um, <clears throat> they, you know at 7 o'clock they were gone you know, like, oh, yeah, like they had gone in seconds. Yeah. It was I mean, we, I, I, I think I talked, I, I said this. I, I had my phone app open, group all set up, ready to go. Finger paused on, on refresh, and Heather, my daughter, was beside me with a world super accurate countdown timer. And as soon as it hit, Seven point zero 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 zero. I hit refresh, and most times we didn't get a boarding group. So we're we're at like two nanoseconds after seven o'clock, and we'd maybe get a boarding group for eleven, twelve, one o'clock, something like that. Mm. So half the day is already gone. Yeah. Remember, there's another there's another set of boarding groups coming in the afternoon. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you've, if you're not there at seven, you can forget it. And even even being there at seven, if you're not right on it, if you have any issues or any internet issues or phone issues or whatever, bye-bye. Yeah. yeah. And this is the thing, because I'll, uh, I'll reveal the curtain a little bit. We had this... Okay, let me, let me phrase that. Craig had this great idea of me going to Disney World for the day just to go and do Tron. And in theory, as stupid as it sounds, it's obviously a great idea because it would make some cracking podcast content. Um, But my fear was, and I relayed this to him, would be getting there and not being able to go on it. Mm. You know, can you imagine going all that way to do one thing specifically and then just not being able to do it? And it's going to be interesting to see when that starts to slow down. Because I think even with Guardians now, it's still quite hard to get a boarding group. Oh, it's it is, obviously yeah. well, not I... as bad as it was when it first started. Because everyone wants to go on it. It's, it's a brand new attraction. Everyone wants to go on it. Yeah. I think in my head, because it's Tron, and I don't think of it as something you know as beloved as like a Guardians of the Galaxy... I, 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 I probably underestimated how popular it was going to be, at least initially, you know. Yeah, I and think I it's guess... going to be chocker for a long, 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 long time. I mean, look at Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. He's still crazy popular. Yeah, right. but, I, but, but Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, you know, it's Snow White. It's the first animated film. The kids don't care about that. The adults probably do a bit more. But also, it's a family coaster. Mm-hmm. Whilst Tron, although... It's not, you know, as extreme as, you know, like a rock and roller coaster or something. It's still um, a coaster that won't appeal to young families, but will certainly appeal to those families with, you know, um, seven, eight, 
nine-year-olds and yeah. up. So it will be popular. I think I, mm. I think I look at it through the wrong prism. I think I look at it as how popular the franchise of Tron is outside of me. And outside of me, the franchise of Tron is not very popular. And look, I do know, having spoken to some of our listeners, that some do feel very similar to me about Tron as a franchise. But I'm talking like the general world. It's not a big franchise. You know, it's not a, not one of Disney's biggest IPs. And yet, they've been able to build this exciting looking coaster. And I think that's probably part of it as well. Is that I, it's, it's a shiny new toy, isn't it? It's not even so much it's yeah. Tron, it's a shiny new toy. In the Magic Kingdom, which is yeah. which is the busiest, most popular, most populated park, and has been like, neglected so for new attractions always, as well. Yeah, so you're always going to have a group of people. And I hear what you're saying about the family thing, and that is absolutely true. But you'll have, you know, dad and the kids, you know, dad and the elder kid, or mom and the elder kid, or their parents swap. You know, you you still have enough population in that park that. This ride is going to be busy forever. All right, maybe not quite as crazy as it is in the first year or two years, but you know, at peak times, I mean, you just got to look at the old attractions. I mean, even you know, like Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain. When the parks oh, are busy, and the parks are always busy, no, yeah, you know, you still minimum minimum thirty, forty, fifty minutes, you know. Yeah, and I and I guess. That's what I'm going to be most interested in with with Tron opening is it's opening right next door to Magic Mountain, uh, Magic Mountain to Space Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Magic Mountain's ain't completely different. Um, and so I do wonder what the knock on effect of that will be because you know I've been very openly critical about Space Mountain at Disney World. Like, I'm not a fan of the Magic Kingdom Space Mountain compared to the other ones. Um, and it's a you know it's an opening day. Was an opening day attraction, wasn't it? Well, it was a very early attraction at Disney World. If it wasn't yeah. opening day, don't think it was opening day, but I'll, I'll check. Yeah, but you know, it, but it's a long-standing attraction. It's a, it's a, a, fa- a you know, a generational favorite. Yeah. Um, but Tron is the big shiny new coaster that's right next door, which you know doesn't look to. Although obviously people have had. Uh, you know, certain people have had issues getting on the attraction because of the the ride restraints, but it doesn't seem you know it's it's obviously a much smoother ride because it's brand new. It's different vehicles; they're not quite as uh, you don't mm. feel like you're being wedged into something quite the same way as you do Space Mountain, although you are kind of wedged in still. But I wonder what that effect will be. Will we see, you know, at, at least for the next few months, that Tron is exceptionally busy? And Space Mountain starts to dwindle down, no. or you know, no, I don't know. I don't maybe. Think so. but I, I think the other thing is going to make that area even busier. Yeah, it's going to make that area even busier. I think you'll see all the crowds in that area. And the other thing that changes the dynamic is Genie Plus, right? So people people are snagging. You know, they've they've paid their money for Genie Plus. It's a little bit different. It's a slightly different dynamic from when from when it was free paper fast pass. You know, you've not paid money, quite big bucks now, for Genie Plus. And a lot of people are buying it, whether you agree with it or whether you don't, it doesn't matter. A lot of people are buying it. And they wanna get the big rides, right? They don't they don't wanna pay all that money and just to fill a magic Pinocchio. Which is, which is, uh, Pinocchio, <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Pillar Magic's great, but you know, you can walk on it. But so things like Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain, even even things like Buzz Lightyear, you know, they're but those are the things that people want to get on when they've paid that sort of money, and and mm. it is in that area. So, yeah, I I think that whole area is going to see an uplift. Yeah, no, I think I think you're I think you're probably right. And the other that. side of the park is you know you've not you haven't got a splash mountain on the other side of the park now for the next couple of years. Mm. So you've got you've got Seven Dwarfs, Space Mountain, Tron, you know all, all on that side of the park. Big yeah. Thunder. You still got Big Thunder, but you know there's a concentration of stuff on the other side of the park now. Sure. And I yeah, I think we we kind of like were confused as to why it was taking Tron so long to to open, mm. especially in those last few months when it looked ready to go, and yet it still was nowhere near ready to be opened. And I wonder if yeah. that's what they were holding on for was the fact that they knew Splash was going, and so wanted something to kind of uh, appease people while that was going to be down for a lengthy uh, refurb, yeah. replace. So maybe that's why they, they held off. At the end of the day, still, like, whilst if that was the logic, I, I understand it. I still don't agree with it. Disney are still far too lax in uh, building attractions. I mean, look, going back to the first story, 10-year plan, $17 billion. The way Disney works at the moment, how many attractions can we expect to see in that 10-year period? Two? Yeah, but I mean, you know, Disney. What you got to understand, Nick, is Disney are measuring time and when in 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 terms of when the royal family die. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's the that's the time scale. The well, distant royal family at that. Yeah, yeah. You know, when are we going to open this? Well, let's see. What ages? <laughs> ages Beatrice. Right, multiply that by five. I mean, I mean, four. look. To be fair, if they want to, if they want to open a new attraction for when Charlie dies, they better pull their finger out. Yeah, the guy's not looking healthy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm uh, excited that Tron's opening. I'm excited at all the new merchandise that I can't buy because I'm not there. And I have had uh, Michelle reach out to me and say, if there's anything you want to pick up. The problem is, is that I can't give my shopping list to somebody who's there mm. because I don't want a T-shirt. I want about 90% of the stuff in that shop. And that's not going to fit in a suitcase. Um, 75, but, by the way, for Space Mountain in the Magic Kingdom. 75. I knew it was early, but was I, early, I did yeah. think it couldn't have been opening day, surely, because it was a bit no. too too big to have done. But who knows? But it did open there first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was, the, it was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, 77 for Disneyland. Hmm. And then 95 for Paris. Don't. Yeah, I mean, you can double Tokyo. check that if you want, but I'm yeah, sure ninety five. First of June, yeah. ninety five, and it's yeah. in Tokyo, and it's also in Hong Kong. Yes. So it's not in Shanghai then. That's the only one it's not. In. No, I think I think Tron was what they built instead of Space Mountain in Shanghai. Right. Okay. I think that was the the thought process behind it. I can't yeah. like. I can't remember that far back now, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that yeah, was I believe it the was. Reasoning. Yeah. Um. Right, okay. So, uh, does anything else from you in the parks? Yeah, I've got a couple of bits from the West Coast. Um, first of all, one for Mr. D, if you ever make it back out there. Mm-hmm. Um, they are opening a Disney Vacation Club members lounge in Tomorrowland. Yeah. They can uh, shove the that up you... their jaxies. 
<laughs> the Starview Station. Mm -hmm. As as a resale purchaser, I will not be allowed in there. Um, so the lounge will be home to historic Disney items such as the K7 spacesuit worn by the Tomorrowland astronauts during the early years of Disneyland and the Space Station S1 model from the Disneyland television series. Nice. Something a bit nice. different compared to the others. Yeah. Bit of history to, towards it. Um, and then the second story, it's something that was was talked about a, a while back, but it's actually happening now. Um, with the kind of refresh of downtown Disney, we're seeing a lot of restaurants go and a lot of new ones come in. Um, a couple of items going. Um, the Catal restaurant and its outside area, uh, the Uber Bar and Cafe, uh, are both closing on the 9th of April. Um it already been announced that it was being replaced by, um, again, kind of something that's going to cover both um, Mexican cuisine, uh, Paseo and Centrico um, are the two replacements. No news on when they're opening, but as I say, it is closing down on the 9th. Uh, you can no longer book from any longer after that. Yeah. So, as I say, they are going through a, a major kind of refresh of, of what's in downtown Disney. I'm I'm not convinced that name's going to stick for much longer. I, I think there'll be a, a change of name. Yeah. Uh, like so we what? saw at Disney Springs. I don't know. It, there was a lot of rumours that it was going to be called Disney Springs West for a while. I'm, I'm not convinced they're going to go with that. I think it'll be something else. We've seen Disney Village change its names multiple times at Disneyland Paris, and I'm sure that'll go through a name change as well. Yeah, I can't see. I can't see Disney Springs West. Can't see that. No, I can't either. Because they're not theming it in the same style. They just seem yeah. to be changing, kind of what is there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Which I don't I... think. I mean, the Disney Springs name barely works at Disney Springs. No, I think like. It's clearly not surrounded by springs. No, it's surrounded well, by a lake. They're fake springs, aren't they? The 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 areas in between, like Blaze Pizza and Planet Hollywood and things like that. I think that's supposed to be the the springs part of it. Right. Okay. I'm glad someone understood the thing. Yeah. I, I, I think it's okay. <laughs> I think it like works okay there. But I just calling it Disney Springs West. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. It doesn't. It, that just doesn't make any sense. If you, I, I still don't think Disney Springs is a good name. I don't know. I don't know why they couldn't just keep it as it was. What was wrong with Downtown Disney? The whole idea was that it was this this area of Disney that was away from the parks. Yeah, I guess even, they just even wanted Disney, to reinvent it, though. Didn't they? Even even Disney Village would have been a better name for it. Disney Springs just sounds like such a weird. It sounds like. A, like a a living complex. Hmm. I thought it just sounded like a shopping centre. Well, all that, yeah. Well, it used to be called Disney Shopping Village, didn't it? Way, yeah. way back. Oh, well, wasn't it Disney Marketplace? Well, Marketplace is the is the bit down by like T um, Rainforest Cafe, but I don't know if the whole thing was called that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm. Sh I, I'm not. I. I mean, it's it's me. I'm probably wrong, but I'm sure I. I I'd read something about it, like when it first opened. It, so yeah, it, it wasn't downtown Disney 
I think until like the eighties or something. It had a few names in between. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, if you wanted to turn into a shopping place over in California, P Dubs, you could do worse than call it, you know, Disney Westfield. So Disney Springs, previously known as Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village, oh. Walt Disney World Village. So ah. the first, the first one, shop Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village was nineteen seventy five. Walt Disney World Village in seventy seven. Disney Village Marketplace in eighty nine. Downtown Disney in ninety seven. So that's interesting. So that the 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 Disney Village name was still mm-hmm. in operation. When yeah. Euro Disney opened their Disney Village, but it wasn't called Disney Village when it first opened, was it? Oh, was it called no, Festival it Disney? Was, it was called yeah. Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village. <laughs> no, not in what? Paris. It wasn't. Oh no, no Paris. No, sorry. <laughs> no, I, yeah, you're right, Pete. I was like, I forget it was called Festival Disney for a while. Yes, yeah. before it was Disney <laughs> Village. But it's interesting that the, the the village name was used over in. In Orlando yeah. as well. I didn't. I didn't realize that. That's obviously where that that name came from. And I'm trying to think when that might have changed name. So I wonder if it changed as it became Downtown Disney, or if it was at the same time it was still Disney Village Shopping. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh well, I'm not to worry about that now. Um. But yeah, thank thanks for the updates on that. It's good to have some West Coast news as well. Um, anything else from you, Mister D? Um, not a lot. There's a few little bits and pieces. So they've, for those who are interested, they've reopened to the walkway between the Poly and the Grand Floridian. However, the walkway that they had previously opened between the Grand Floridian and the Magic Kingdom is currently closed because of construction work. So, although you can now, because it. Because they're building that new DVC tower at the Polynesian, they they had basically um, rerouted the walkway between there and the Grand Grand Floridian, and it was it wasn't great really because it took you onto the main road, you had to cross the street, walk along the main road, and then cross back into the Grand Floridian. So it wasn't really very good. But um, now they've reopened that as that whole that whole site progresses, um, but you still can't walk from there to the Magic Kingdom until they finish that construction work on that new path. Uh, Yeah, other than that, um, I don't think there's a huge amount. They've announced some new deals uh, for the summer, so there are some pretty decent discounts if you're thinking about going during the summer, up to 30%, and it kind of varies by by the time of the year, but... um, it also varies by resort as well. So things like the value resorts. So I think I think probably the more the, the resorts that sell out quicker, like the value resorts, Yacht and Beach Club, discount isn't quite as big on those, but it's kind of up to 30% between, well, right through the summer, really, right through until mid-September. It's always the way. It's the same when Disney Disneyland Paris used to do their deals and they'd say, you know, up to 40% off your Disneyland trip. And you'd look into, mm. um, you know, they'd have like a dedicated section of the website and it would like say, you know, 10% off these results, 30% off these results. And it would always be the smaller discounts would be on those cheaper results. 
yeah. with the bigger discounts obviously being on the more expensive ones, sure. um, which still left them normally quite high because they would always go on rack rate, which I'm guessing they're probably doing with these deals as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not like what your standard holiday would be. It would be whatever they would charge uh, per night if you walked in that day and booked a room. Yeah. I wonder if anyone's ever paid those prices. Like, I wonder if anyone's ever actually done that, you know, got into a Disney hotel because they ended up there without expecting to, didn't have a reservation, and just said, can I have a room, and how much does it cost? I'm mm-hmm. guessing if they're advertising it, they must charge people those rates, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I bet it's happened. He must have. It must have yeah. at some point over time. You just, you just, yeah, it's just something that people plan to do, isn't it? Rather than just turn up on the day. Mm. Um, but hey ho. Um, anything else? Mm, nah, nothing much really. It's relatively quiet. Nothing exciting. Okay. Well, in that case, let's go and have a look at what's going on outside the parks. Yes, it's that time again. It's Patreon time now. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's a website where you can support content creators and in return get some benefits. For example, if you become a Patreon of ours, you get early release episodes of all our shows plus exclusive content you can't hear anywhere else. So, that's what we do and we'd love your support, but these are the people that keep this show happening. And if you become a Patreon, you too can be in this roll call here we go we've got steven we've got jane and steve we've got todd we've got rob we've got breaking dad david elliott tom dave peloto i hope i've said that right dave i apologize if i haven't uh, kevin dan nikki james dowling crystal dungeon sandy paul kane daniel livingston we have Darren and Jill, and Tim Bluebird, Kate, Chris, Karen, Lee, Haley, Joseph, and Ryan. Thank you so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully that Discord channel will be set up soon. I've got it ready to go. I've just got to figure out how to use it, but we'll, we'll get there. But if you would also like to support us, then please visit patreon.com forward slash that podcast. And if you can't remember the address, there's a handy link in the show notes below. Thank you for listening and thank you for your continued support. Um, P-Dubs, I'll come to you first, just because I think I might know if we're talking about stuff outside the parts, what you might talk about. And I say that confidently, and then you're going to say something, and I'm going to go, oh, that wasn't what I was expecting. Well, it's one of two, and, okay. and I'm going to throw in, throw in the most recent one uh, okay. that's come out today. Um, oh, then that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just say... Um, um, we're getting probably the live-action remake that's probably most unwelcome. <laughs> that we've had so far. Uh, I see what you've done. I see what you've done. This broke so recently that I actually saw this before we came on air tonight. Um, yeah. Hot off the heels of his non-appearance that everyone was expecting at WrestleMania last night as we recorded this episode. 
Um, <laughs> the Rock <laughs> announced a live-action remake of Moana. Yes. Which came out when? 2016? Uh, 16, yeah. Jesus so Christ. It's, it's nine years old. Jeez. No, it's not, is it? It's not even nine no, years old. Seven. Seven God. years. Hmm. <laughs> I just... I can't. I don't. I don't understand it. Like, and I don't understand the fact that they're coming back to play the same characters. They're not even doing anything different with it. They're gonna play oh them. Oh my god! Like, I, 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 I thought I read that, but you've just confirmed it. I just, I, I saw the like he's, he he released an announcement video, and I didn't yeah. stop to watch it. I just read the headline and moved on. Um. So I thought that's what the headline said, but you've just confirmed it. I mean, yeah. So my whole thing with the live action remakes and my my justification of a lot of them has been, especially with those early ones like Cinderella, is that they were based on films that they were about eighty years old, right? And although yes, you could buy them on DVD, or now you can watch everything you ever want to watch on Disney Plus, except some of the South. Um, or Home Alone. Well, it's the wrong time of year to watch. If you're wanting to watch Home Alone in April, I don't know what to say to you, Mister D. I've got to be honest. Well, you, you could though. Until now, they've taken them off. They've taken them all off. Yeah, they'll be back anyway, on by, they'll I be back for Christmas. Um, but oh. at least with with a lot of those live action remakes, you could say there was a justification for them because it was updating that source material and and kind of giving uh, an audience a new way of experiencing these films, which is probably a bit more palatable. Because let's be honest, as much as we grew up with them, as much as we like them, whenever I've shown things like Snow White to my daughter or, or Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty, she's enjoyed them, but not as much as she's enjoyed, you know, your Frozens or Little Mermaids and stuff like that. Animation's probably a little bit too old-fashioned for her, whatever. So I could understand doing the live-action remakes of those kind of films. But then we started to get The Lion King and we started to get Aladdin. And, uh, you know, I will always defend Aladdin because at least it tried to update the source material a little bit. But at that point, when Aladdin came out, that film was, you know, 24, 23 years old, something like that. You know, there's still been quite a significant gap from the film, the animated film to this live action version of it. But seven years, I mean... Anyone that had, and I'm I'm in this wheelhouse, anyone that had a kid when Moana came out has probably seen it more times than they ever thought they were going to. Yeah. Because they were constantly re-watching it. So I don't need to see a live-action remake of it. No, it's well, The Rock trying to same... change the hierarchy again. <sighs> he's got booted out of the DCU and ruined that whole world. Yeah. Now he's trying to do the same for Disney. And look, I did quite enjoy Jungle Cruise, but he he's very samey, isn't he? Yeah. I guess the only thing is with Maori, they they obviously tried to base the animated character on him. Yeah. So I guess it won't be too much of a drastic jump. But how old's Moana gonna be? Yeah. She's in her mid twenties now. Right. So they're gonna start filming this, I imagine, next year. Yeah. So she'll probably be like, I don't know, twenty six, twenty seven ish. This is supposed to be a teenage girl. And uh, let, let me put it this way: my son turned around to me and went, 
what are they going to do with The Rock? He's going to need a wig. Or they could just slap some seaweed on his head. Yeah. Was his response. Well, I imagine they'll they'll probably put him in a in a green suit so they can animate his tattoos. But yeah, yeah, there's not really a whole lot they can they can do there. He's already pretty much the size of Maui anyway. Yeah, but I just I miss a D. I don't know if you're hearing this news for the first time, but what what's your immediate reaction to Moana the live action movie? No, I'd seen it. I'd seen it earlier on. I I just. I just don't get it. Well, I get it. I, it's, it's just a cash grab, really, isn't it? I mean, that's that's the long and the short of it. If you've got a highly successful movie, you know why why do you risk it by making by remaking it? It, it just I, I I don't know, but I mean they must they they must be making enough money from from all of the live action remakes they've done, or they wouldn't keep doing it. So somebody's paying for them. I, I guess. I guess. I mean, they're I mean, doing it with like Lilo and Stitch, so maybe they're maybe they're going to do a bulk buy Polynesian, you know, back to back. The Rock's going. Rock's going to be in both of them. Yeah, oh, don't. He can be Cobra Bubbles. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's good casting. That is. Um, but 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 still no. I mean, even even with Lilo and Stitch, right? And I I love like Lilo and Stitch is is one of my all time favorites. I love Lilo and Stitch, but. That film is 20, as of recording, you know, 22, 23 years old. Yeah, 2002. Was it as late as that? 2002. So you're you're right. 21 years. So I don't think, you know, I think after 20 years, I don't think it's that bad to do. The other thing I find perplexing with this is that they already announced, I think two years ago now, that Moana was getting a Disney Plus series when they announced all of you know like Tiana's getting a series you know they announced all these different spin-offs that they were doing so yeah. rather than a sequel to Moana they were going to do a, a, a TV series so is that still happening you know are they going to do that because surely they could just do Moana 2 in live action if they wanted to do that like the further adventures of Moana or something that makes more sense to me than doing a live action remake of a cartoon that's not even a decade old it just, it just, I mean, this screams Disney Plus all over it. Yeah. And this is a service that is hemorrhaging money like you wouldn't believe. Like, what What was the, what was it that, because this was when, just before Chapek left, wasn't it? I think they made the announcement of how much it was in the hole. But it was, it was quite significant, wasn't it? It was like in the billions. Yeah. But this, this screams content for Disney Plus to me. This doesn't yeah. scream live, you know, like big screen cinema release. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't, I cannot fathom it. I really, I really can't. Um, well, you can see how I feel. Emotionally wrecked by the news. Uh, <laughs> just, just, I just don't get it. I really, really don't get it. Uh, Mr. D, uh, anything you wanted to, uh, to talk about? Well, you mean apart from my Lilo and Stitch news? That's, that's, that's earth shaking. That is. Well, they've cut, they've they've cast Lilo. I saw today. Yeah, with mm. a, new, a, a new actress, um, like a, like an up and coming actress. What I mean, you know, not someone that we've we've seen previously in a film. Yeah. So, um, yes, that's. Uh, mm. 
I'm, I, look, I, that that is one I am actually quite looking forward to. I'm quite interested to see how they how they make that a live action film. Mm. Um, you know, I'm I, I am intrigued by that. Do I want yeah. it? No, I'm not saying I want it, but you know, I would definitely watch it. Mm. You know, but yeah, it's very yeah, strange. Well. I look forward to Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you get your email Three. today? Uh, don't think I did. Did I? I'm not sure. I got. Uh, what about emails. Guardians? Well, I got an email from my cinema chain, and then I got an email oh, from yeah. Disney yeah. Uh, telling me that tickets are now on sale for Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Yeah, I did get the Cineworld uh, email. You're quite right. I did get that. I don't know if I got a Disney one. I might have done, but I haven't. I haven't checked email for a while. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I've, I must have signed up on the, on my work email for Disney Baddie List and it popped mm. through today while I was working. I was like, oh, okay, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a month away. Yeah, uh, almost or just over a month away, which is uh, exciting stuff. Uh, I am looking forward to it. I did look to see what I could book. Um, it's showing in uh, 3D 4DX, 3D IMAX, and regular screenings as well. I think there might have been Screen X as well. So doing it in all the fancy formats. Um, but um, no standard 3D, so I'm, I'm, I don't know what to do. I'm, I kind of feel I might pay the extra and go and see it in IMAX 3D, but I saw Guardians Volume 2 in that, and... I was a little bit disappointed with it, if I'm hmm. honest. Like the film. In the I US, mean. in the US, they're doing some screenings of all three in IMAX. I saw, yeah, I got a, I got a notification from that on, I think, Facebook maybe or one of the social media yeah. apps, and I was like, oh, that's exciting. And then I saw it was, yeah, US uh, cinemas only. So, but that's that's a long marathon, though, isn't it? Yeah, because all those films are over two hours, and I don't know what the runtime is for this last one. I think this this one's yeah. the longest of the three. Right. Yeah, and I want to say the others were were well over two hours. Yeah, you know, two and yeah. a half hours. So if this one's even longer, that's a that's a long old mm. marathon you're going to have there. I don't care how comfy IMAX seats are. Um, yeah. it's still a a long time to sit in a cinema. It is. So. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, have you actually booked yet, Mister D? Or you? No, you... no, not yeah. yet. So I've I've still got this Everyman membership, and mm. you know I, lo- I love Everyman; they're great. But and we've given them this feedback. The one thing I don't like about Everyman is they they don't release the schedule very far in advance, and so you can't. It's it's not like Cineworld where you can book up tickets week weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my one beef with them really. The actual experience in the cinema is great, um, but the you know the visibility of the schedule is really poor. It's not not good at all. Yeah, I mean, I can't say Cineworld's great, but at least they do put, especially big films, they do put those on sale early. So, like yeah. this week, um, the Mario Brothers movie comes out. Yeah. Um, so I booked to go and see that on Wednesday. It comes out Wednesday for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see that Wednesday morning um, because uh, wife and daughter are going to a concert. My daughter's first of a concert that evening. So um, that was the only time I could go and see it. That's fine. So I booked it. Um, but she wants to take her to see it on Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. And she can't book that yet. 
yeah. because the schedule for the rest of the week isn't out. But because they were doing like, you know, early bookings as the film came out, I could book Wednesday, Thursday or Friday, even though none mm. of the films were showing. So they can be hit and miss as well. But yeah, if, if, if it's constantly like that, then yeah, it's hard to make plans, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem, yeah. I don't know why they they do that. They must know the schedule. You know, they, they basically issue the schedule like a week in advance. Mm. Some films, if you go on there, you'll, you'll find some random, some random things that go further than that. But it's a week in advance, which is rubbish, really. Yeah. I do, I do get it to an extent. Like I remember just recently, I went. I wanted to see a film called Rye Lane. Mm. It's uh, an English comedy, and it, it was showing. And I was going to book tickets to go, and then I went to book it like the next day, and it had gone. Mm-hmm. And I figured the reason why was because John Wick had just come out and was doing much better than I was expecting it to. So I noticed that they'd increased the screens it was being shown in, mm. which then meant that Shazam, which hadn't been doing as well as they had expected to, also yeah. had the same amount of screens, but they'd been shifted into smaller screens, which then pushed this little indie British film out. Yeah. And the only saving grace I had from that was I then, later that day, saw on uh, Disney Plus's Twitter feed that they actually have that film coming out on that service next month. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel too bad. I was like, oh, well, at least I can watch on Disney Plus next month. So I was Yeah, that's to good. See I wanted it. to see that as well. Yeah. So it's, it's weird. It's a, it's, I'm sure it's like funded by the BFI and Film 4. Mm-hmm. And yet it's, it's going straight to Disney Plus. Yeah. So it's, I'm happy it's going there, but still. But yeah, so I, I know that sometimes that, that can have a, a knock-on effect. Um, and I'll just say, because we can't talk about it, and not everyone listens to walking movies, but um, if you've got any interest in John Wick, go and see John Wick 4. It's bloody brilliant. Yeah, I need to try and do that. I've seen all the other ones. Not recently, but I've seen them. Yeah. should try and get I to wouldn't, see. I wouldn't say you need to go and re-watch them in preparation for this one. No. But uh, yeah, I, I love it. And, and when you're four films you know, into a series, as we've seen with mm-hmm. some of the Marvel stuff, they don't always work. They're not always yeah. as good. Um, this is potentially the best of the lot, potentially. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have to re-watch them all again, but it's probably my favourite after the first one, at least. Right. Very, very enjoyable. Um, good. But yes, so I, so when I went to P-Dubs and said I thought I knew what he was going to talk about, he didn't. He led with something else, which is fine. So, I wonder now that we've been talking about Guardians, if I go yeah. back to P-Dubs, he might talk about what I thought he was going to talk about. Yes. Um, as part of what we were talking about earlier, um, people losing their jobs, um, there was a kind of refresh at, at Marvel. Um, and former chairman, Ike Palmata, um, has finally been relieved of his duties. Has um, Finally, um, he was the one that caused what could have been the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, when Kevin Feige threatened to walk um, until he went to Bob Iger, as it was the last time. Um, 
and told him he was going to walk and, and Bob turned around and went, no, I'll just let you have your own studio. He'll have nothing to do with it. We'll push him off towards the comic side of things. Um, but finally, he has been relieved of his duties um, and will no longer be working for the Disney Corporation. Mm-hmm. So he's the second name that's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there was someone else that went just before he did, like maybe a week before. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey. Who? Is that who you meant? Jeffrey? Jeff- yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. No. <laughs> oh no, not no, it's not it's not right, hang on. Just to be clear, it's not Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like Jeffrey Erpstein? Is that Erpstein? But, Whatever. But you no, see Epstein, not, I see Erpstein. <laughs> No, they're, they're, they're two very different people let's not confuse them but no um, no. The, the person I was referencing was um, the woman who was like the, the oh right Victoria hand. Alonso yeah yes which for I very was, different reasons yeah well I yeah so I saw I saw very mixed messaging about this so I, I didn't know if you could clear it up for me like how good or bad yeah. this was well, she's been the person that's been in charge of visual effects. Um, oh, right. she was the, she, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, that was partly the reason I think they've obviously had issues with their visual effects over the last three or four years. Um, not just with the quality of it, but how it's been run and how people have been treated. So that was partially part of it. Um, and then secondly, she actually had to have a contract renegotiation because they'd had it put in their contracts that they weren't allowed to work for anybody but Marvel. Um, she decided she wanted to to produce another film. Um, so she actually had a renegotiation about 18 months ago on her contract that allowed her to do that, um, but she would not be allowed to promote it. Now, Marvel had had issues with her anyway. She was one of the very vocal people um, about Bob Chapek's decision not to back the Don't Say Gay protest at the time, and she was very outspoken about it. Um, So Disney, she wasn't in the greatest of books with Disney as it was, um, and they kind of tried to push her away from doing press for any of the recent Marvel films. And it was in her contract that she was allowed to do this one film uh, and she wasn't allowed to promote it. Unfortunately, she decided to turn up at the Oscars and promote said film and not Black Panther, um, which kind of pushed it over the line. So there, there was a multiple variations of triggers that have caused Disney to finally go, that's it, we've had enough, uh, see you later. It's uh, yeah. I guess with the with the effects, it wasn't just. I mean, the the quality in some of those recent efforts has been quite shocking. Like I thought, Black Panther's visual effects were really good yeah. uh, in general. But yeah, some of the the other films that have come out, like your Black Widows, Thor four, um, even Ant Man to an extent, the the effects did look quite subpar at times. And obviously there's been a lot of talk in the trades 
uh, and, and and things like that about the um, the the way that visual effects houses were being treated by Marvel in yep. general. And I guess if she was in charge of that, then that's where the buck stops, right? Yeah. Um, and that had been something that had been ongoing for quite a while. Like I think even you know towards the start of the pandemic. You know, there were companies turning yeah. around saying that they will not do business with Marvel specifically anymore. Some even Disney, because of how they'd been, you know, the the hours they were made to work and the deadlines they were got and the way they were talked to, um, which is obviously running to the, the the quality control or lack thereof of Marvel films yeah. uh, of recent times. So, yeah, I I hope that this starts to repair those relationships because. The thing is, you don't. I'm, I'm sure Marvel are not the only studio that you know causes issues like this. But you're not hearing companies slag off Warner or Paramount um, or Universal for this kind of behaviour. No. So, yeah, it's not great. No. So they'll be moving on uh, with their current lineup of. Executive producers. Hmm. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. But again, hopefully it's a it's a positive step yeah. um, for everyone involved, except her, of course. Um, but yeah, well, time will tell. Um, we've got a few things coming to Disney Plus this month. We've got uh, Peter Pan and Wendy. Yo. They're having a premiere of that in London. There was yeah. a competition to win tickets, and I was like, "I'll just, I'll just wait a few more days and watch it on Disney Plus." I don't really mind, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it, but I can't say I'm looking forward to it. I've got so slack with Disney Plus. There's even stuff from last year I haven't watched it. I still haven't watched Andor. Ooh. I still haven't started watching Andor. I haven't. Uh, I never watched Pinocchio. Uh, I watched Pinocchio, but the I wife and, yeah, yep. the wife and kids did. Uh, I, I didn't, didn't miss much. Well, that's what the, kind of what they said. Um, but I, more importantly, I guess for people on this podcast, um, I then what started watching Mando season three. Ooh. Controversial. So I know, I know. It's just I've just had, I've had other stuff that's been higher priority. Um, I mean, look, if if it makes the room feel any better i still haven't started watching ted lasso season three and that's probably my favorite tv show <laughs> not called succession um so i will i will have to get there but um you guys both watching you both enjoy mando mm-hmm. yep very yeah. much so yeah really good i've heard mixed things I've, I've i've been hearing mixed things and that's not the reason that's not why i've not started watching it um but yeah, I, I've seen some people really enjoying this season and other people kind of like saying it's not really progressing very much. No, I definitely think it's progressing. I don't think yeah. anybody could say, say that. Oh, well, I mean, people yeah. say things all the time. doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it'll never, make, it'll never make everybody happy, but no, generally, no. I think it's really good. Yeah. I think I think the Book of Boba Fett... Um, kind of divided people mm. quite a bit. I mean, that was one that I started, I think, 
either the week or two before the last episode. And I went yeah. for it quite quickly, but I, I kind of held off on it a little bit. And I think that was a weird series because that was kind of sold as being a series about Boba Fett. And really, it was kind of like Mandalorian 2.5. Yeah, yeah, I, was... I would say this is the opposite way round because with <laughs> okay. that you had you had kind of those the Boba Fett episodes were quite slow moving, mm. and then you had Mando come in, and mm. it felt like an episode of The Mandalorian. Whereas yeah. this one, we've had one episode kind of in the middle that was more Boba Fett like, whereas the rest of it's been Mando yeah. as you expect. Yeah, yeah, Boba Fett was. It was almost like, you know, a mini, mini, Man, mini Boba Fett, mini Mando, mini Boba Fett. It was like three mini series in one almost. There was so much yeah. Mando in the middle of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not complaining. I thought that was the best bit, but it's, it was still a bit weird. It was almost like, yeah, we got to give him more Mando. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I mean, I mean, as long as people enjoy it, it's the main thing, and I, I. I will watch it. I, I, it's not that I, I, I don't want to. I just haven't started to yet. Uh, no doubt I will probably blitz for it very, very quickly when once I do. Mm. Um, but are you uh, are you watching anything else on Disney Plus at the moment? Uh, I've just caught up with The Bad Batch as well. Okay. Um, okay. I'm not a massive fan, I've got to be, be honest. It's, mm. it's a bunch of clones. <laughs> there's not much more to it really is there so it's like, what, the it's like what, a, what a bunch of clones <laughs> it's like watching a group of Boba Fett's just with oh, slightly yeah, point, different yeah slight, slightly <laughs> different characteristics hey Boba how you doing but in the bulk yeah. they're yeah, exactly the same <laughs> no I'm Boba no I'm Boba <laughs> Oh, did, you, did you mean this bubba? No, that bubba. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I will say like the, the the animated stuff completely passed me by. Like, I never, I watched the original original Clone Wars, mm. the ones that are like um, Samurai Jack. Yeah. Um, and then obviously they did like the the CGI version of the Clone Wars and the film. I never watched any of that. Um, and even though it's been on Disney Plus for years, never got into it. I know people really love it. Um, so I didn't even bother with the Bad Batch because I thought there's, you know, if I'm going to start watching that stuff, I'm going to start watching the Clone Wars and work up to the Bad Batch. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems a bit fruitless to, to do it the other way around. So, yeah. No, yeah. you definitely you definitely need to watch Clone Wars first. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mr. D? Uh, well, uh, the main thing that we're watching on Disney Plus is we're we're trying to finish The Walking Dead. We're binging The Walking Dead, so that's so that's what Kerry and I are watching. Mm. Um, and we are we must be almost through season ten, so we're nearly there. I think it's eleven oh. seasons, isn't it? Uh, so, yes. Yeah. So we got and and really enjoying it because we haven't seen the last. I thought we hadn't seen the last two seasons, but I think we hadn't seen the last three seasons. Okay. So. Uh, for anybody who's no spoilers, but the whole thing with the whisperers that was all new, and I think that's really good. Um, 
And then actually, I just saw a trailer. There's another spin-off coming in June, I think. Uh, City of the Dead, is it? It's Negan yep. and Maggie. Uh, so don't don't know what that's going to be like. Um, so yeah, that's what we're watching on Disney Plus. And then the other thing I'm watching is because because of some of you guys recommending it is a as a restarted Picard, but that's not on Disney Plus. That's on Amazon Prime. So I'm halfway through season two of Picard. Yeah, definitely, definitely wasn't me that recommended that. Nah. Um, I've got mixed feelings on it. I had mixed feelings on it when I first watched it. I binned it after about three or four episodes, but I thought I'll tough it out because everybody says it's so good, or I thought everybody was saying it was so good. But I still uh, got mixed. You need, you need to get mixed to season three. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what Craig was saying. Do you know the weird? I don't know if you guys feel the same. You probably don't, but the weird thing about it is, I've watched I've, I've watched all season one, and I'm into season two now. And what was very unusual about season season one, and I almost say the always almost always say the opposite, but the story was actually really good. It was the characters that I didn't like. I don't like Picard. I think he's a dick i think he's past it <laughs> yes yeah, yeah uh, and his much. crew are all annoying the only good ones in it were actually the baddies the um the young guy who's the british actor who's the vulcan romulan so romulan sort of secret police was good and it, so the baddies were good and the story was good and that's what kept me going really but yeah, the main characters I did not like at all, really. I don't like them much better in season two, but I'm gonna hang it out. I'm gonna get to I'm gonna watch it all. I'm gonna tough it out. Take one for the team. Yeah, well I mean Craig liked it and Chris liked it. And I mean at least one of those opinions I, I would trust. <laughs> Craig did not have watched some crap, didn't he? Yeah. He does. Maybe. No, no, he does. He definitely he definitely, definitely does. Um I'm trying to think. Was any Disney movie news? I mean, we've obviously talked about things that have just been announced. I know um, Little Mermaid is soon to be with us as well, which yeah. will be the the first big live action film they've done since I think Lion King. Yeah, when are we getting Avatar? Do we know Avatar so, Two? What a boogaloo! I think. I think it's already been digitally released in some countries. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus still haven't got a announced date yet for that. Um, I mean, it's still doing. It's still in the top ten, I think. When I looked the other day, I went to see Dungeons and Dragons yesterday. Oh yeah, so I looked at the mm-hmm. box office um, and. Um, so I, anyone that cares, there's a walking movie coming out of it later today, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, I was looking at the box office. And I mean, it's still in the top ten, Avatar, mm-hmm. even though it's pretty much gone from my my local cinema. So it's still doing pretty well. I mean, it, I, I think it did better than anyone was expecting. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Disney Plus haven't announced a date, and I haven't seen either a home release. For it, but I did. I saw. I saw an article the other day, and I, I've lost it. Otherwise, I'd reference it. But um, it was talking about the fact that 
it seemed to be that Bob Iger was hinting that physical media still had a future hmm. in his in his vision of Disney. And this was yeah. off the back of a story that apparently Blockbuster are possibly looking at re-entering the market with physical locations. Oh, good. I've still got my card somewhere, I think. <laughs> Mine's a Burger King now, so mm-hmm. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, the one I used to go to is now a cake shop. A, a what? A cake shop. Do you not, do you it's know like what? a little, <laughs> little afternoon tea place. No, I thought you said a cape shop. And I was like, shit, how quickly can I get to Nottingham? I could do with a cape. I mean, I can get cake anywhere. Uh, but capes, much harder to, to, to find. Um, but yeah, and I, I mean, to be honest, this this actually, Misty, weirdly goes back to your comment earlier about Home Alone. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I've said for a long time, which is that there's a need for physical media. Because... It doesn't matter how many subscriptions you have for different services, you can't always find the stuff that you want. And also, the stuff that you do want, and we've seen this on Disney Plus as well, Mm. is often edited. Yeah. Not 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 always, but you know, Disney Plus they've got um I think like the fifteen rated version of Commando, for example. They've got Splash where they digitally um altered the hair. So there was less bum showing, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So, you know, I think there's a real thing for physical, you know, a need for physical media. Yeah. Because, you know, if you want to watch Home Alone now, and you could watch it on Disney Plus last month, but you can't watch it now, what are you going to do if you want to watch Home Alone? Yeah. Nothing, unless you actually own a copy of it, mm. you know? Yeah. So I thought that was that was interesting. Um. Also, physical media was the only way I could watch 3D films at home because they never had a proper digital platform for you to watch 3D stuff in. Yeah. So I wonder if that's... Because they haven't... I've certainly not seen yet anything announced for Avatar 2. Obviously, one of the big selling points for Avatar 2 was the fact you could watch it in 3D at the cinema and it was good 3D again. Um, the, the problem is is that you don't, they don't sell TVs anymore that have 3D capabilities, generally speaking. So unless you've got an old one like me, you can't do that. But I wonder if that might be another thing that they try and work out a way of doing. I don't, you know, I don't know. But I, I yeah. thought it was interesting that, you know, for something that's clearly been getting less uh, less frequent, um, that they are looking again at that. Yeah. I, I, th- yeah. I mean, the thing is, it must have been a big money maker for them. Because, I mean, do you remember back in the uh, the early, well, not the early, but like the late VHS and early DVD days when films would be released from the vault? Yeah. That's Disney right, vaults. Yeah. And then, you know, I remember yeah. we uh, we bought uh, Beauty and the Beast. My dad had bought Beauty and the Beast on DVD the first time it came out. Yeah. And as he would do, he'd buy it. He never opened it or watched it because he wanted to have it but he hadn't had the the urge or need to have watched it. Mm-hmm. And um, a few years later, I, I I looked, I think, on Amazon. I think I wanted like a copy for myself. Yeah. And you can only buy it secondhand because Disney put it back in the vault. And, yeah. you know, sealed copies were going for hundreds of pounds mm. because you couldn't 
that that was it that you couldn't yeah. watch it any other way there was no streaming services or anything like that yeah. um so although uh, you know obviously i'm talking about the secondary market there but you know they what disney used to release a film on dvd and it used to be a big deal mm-hmm. and then when blu-ray came along they then re-released all that stuff on blu-ray That's and right, yeah. i double dipped yeah. Because it was better quality. Yeah. You know, they've been they remastered like, and, you know. You had like platinum editions and things yeah. like that. I can yeah. remember I got, uh, I think I bought Peter Pan, I think it was, for yeah. the kids when they were young. And then the platinum edition came out and I felt I felt like I'd missed out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So then I did the same when it, when it came on Blu-ray. Then I bought the platinum edition Blu-ray. Yeah. I, I would yeah. buy... Um, I would have stuff on, on VHS growing up. And then mm-hmm. when, you know, DVDs came out, I'd buy the DVD because, you know, yeah. tape was worn, better quality. And then they'd re-release it in Blu-ray with a new remaster and, you know, better colours and, you know, mm-hmm. better definition and got sucked into buying it again. So, you know, Disney used to make a load of money that way. And I'm, mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that they do lack now. Disney Plus is, is a very fine balancing act and they they clearly haven't figured it out and i know i'm not saying any one person can like i think it is very complicated when you think about it right because you want to keep people subscribing to your service Mm -hmm. but you also want people to you want enough people that justifies the content that you're putting on there Mm. and then like you were saying with the live action stuff earlier about what they're obviously making money that's why they're making them but then yeah. how, how do they work out what each film's cost to what it's actually contributed to the, the service that someone's paying for? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's all yeah. these weird things. Whilst it was very simple, you put a DVD out, it mm-hmm. cost you X to produce them, it cost yeah. you Y to distribute them, you know, you then got Z from, you know, the cost of the sale between yourself and the shop or whatever mm-hmm. and and you know that's what you got yeah. you know what you got what was left it's not as easy to do that with a streaming yeah. service so yeah i wonder if we are if they might dare do that and have longer windows again mm-hmm. well, i was reading something there was some deal done with Apple, I can't remember exactly the details of it, but I thought Disney were implicated in that, where it was like a 45-day, you know, it would be in the cinema for 45 days before it would be released on the streaming service. I thought there was some kind of deal signed recently on that. Well, quite possibly. Uh, I read something about that. see if I can find it. Because the thing is, I I can pad while you look if you want, but I was having this conversation with my mother-in-law the other day because she asked when she could watch John Wick at home because she right. probably would have to go and see at the cinema and I said well I said you know nowadays you're probably looking at somewhere between 45 and 60 days depending on how work does at the cinema mm-hmm. so I don't know if you saw this P-dubs but Shazam's already been announced for HBO yeah. Max and yeah. it's, a, it's just like, I think it's about five weeks after the cinema release which is relatively quick and it's because it's done relatively badly um, but but nowadays you're looking at 45 to 60 days from a cinema release to a streaming release. Back in the day, you would be a minimum 
of 12 mm. weeks between a cinema release and a DVD release, but it was normally between three months and six months for that film to come out. Then if you wanted to watch that on your premium subscription movie service like a Sky Movies, it would normally be a year from the opening date of that film at the cinema before they could show it on TV. And then it would be an extra year after that before a regular TV station could show it. You know, that that was that was the breaks. You know, if you really wanted to see a film and didn't want to go to cinema, you had to wait three to six months. If you didn't want that's if you wanted to pay for it and own it. If you didn't want to pay for it or own it, you'd have to wait a year. And if you didn't want to pay for a subscription movie service, you had to wait two years. Mm-hmm. That's how it used to be. Now people yeah. don't go and see Ant Man because it's on Disney Plus in two months. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And people have stopped you know, I, I I know from people that I that used to collect everything, people have stopped buying Marvel Blu rays. Yeah. Well, I've got Disney Plus, it's on there. Mm-hmm. And it's not going away. And they're right. I mean, that, that film's probably not going to go away. But if you stop subscribing, you don't get access to it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want all the extra features or the extended cut, it's probably not on Disney Plus either. Um, you know. Yeah. But I, I think that's you know that is a model that they have, in order to try and retain subscribers, they've created their own monster by doing this. They have, yeah, yeah. And I don't think even the deals. I, I did find that deal, but it was it was just one film company that's making a Formula One film, and they've they've basically said, you know, we'll sell you this film, but you can't put it on uh, Apple Plus. For thirty days, but even thirty days is, is nothing. That, that wouldn't, no, that wouldn't make me go to the cinema. It would need to be at least six months, right? Yeah. It need to be exclusive on cinema for at least six months, and then they won't want to do that because they paid all this money for the film. They release it, and it's in the cinemas for a couple of months, and then it's going to be sitting dead for three or four months before it goes on streaming. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the future is, but. I mean, we're starting to go to the cinema more now to see re-releases. You know, mm. these these throwback films like you know Aliens or Back to the Future or stuff like that, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. But um, I think well, that's I just think, because we I don't want think the cinema, cinema experience. I don't think the cinema's going to die. I don't think cinemas are going to die, but. I think the distribution model is definitely going to change. I can definitely see Disney yeah. doing more straight to, to Disney Plus content in order to make mm-hmm. that service relevant, skipping cinema releases, yeah. but maybe push re-releases of films out more. Yeah. Maybe offer those at a discount, because people will still go. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah... It's hard, but I, 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 but I do think they've they've cannibalised themselves. They've they've created this monster by making it not seem you have to rush the cinema. You know, the, again, if you if you are into Marvel films and you don't want to have anything spoiled for you, you're going to see that film opening weekend, hmm. so you don't get the film spoiled for you. If you're not that bothered about spoilers, if you're not that bothered about the film, you'll wait for it to come to a streaming service. Yeah, you know, I, that's I and I. 
possibly why Avatar did so well was because the main selling point with Avatar 2 was, you know, it's in 3D. And not that crappy 3D that we often use to show at the cinema. It's, you know, it's been made for 3D. This looks good. And the only way you can experience that is by going to the cinema and paying for the extra, you know, ticket price to go and see it in 3D. And that's it. And people obviously went in their droves to to see it. Um, if they released that film and said, by the way, Avatar 2 comes to Disney Plus at the end of January, then that film's not going to make $2 billion. No, no one was that sure. desperate to go back to Pandora that they couldn't wait a month to see it. The fact that, you know, it's been out three, almost four months now, and there's no streaming date. That's why that film's done so well. Yeah, and it's all and Top Gun was the same last year. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick. They didn't release that to Paramount Plus until Christmas. And that film came out in May. Yeah. So you want to see Top Gun? You want to see that film that everyone's talking about? You can only see it in the cinema. Mm-hmm. You can't buy it. Not not for like four months after the films come out. You can't buy it anywhere. Yeah. If you want to see it, you go to the cinema and see it. And then people were buying it when it came out because, again, that film came out a month or two before it hit Paramount+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Genius. That, that is how you sell a film. That's how you make a load of money from that film as well. Disney did it last about yet. Right. Anything else before we go? No. no. Fine. Be like. Well, in that case, that's fine. We will wrap this episode up. Thank you, Pauls. It's a pleasure as always. Um, I think we're back next week with a Universal show, which, uh, who knows? By the time we record, we might have had a Halloween Horror Nights announcement. Mm, If not, we can talk about candles and t-shirts. Nothing else. Um, But uh, thank you, dear listener. And uh, if you don't already, please subscribe. Get the new episodes as soon as they come out. Uh, Patreons, uh, I don't know if you've seen that uh, we've got our Discord server set up, but it's there. If you're not a member, become a member. It's free. Uh, don't ask me what it's all about. I'm still trying to work myself, work out what it's all about. Am I the only one? I feel really old that I don't understand Discord properly. No idea. Different rooms yeah. and, you know, we've got different stuff going on and different chats and I'll be more active in there when I figure it out, but I'll, I'll probably have to sit down with James and ask him some questions because he's kindly sorted it out for us. Um, but that's there. So if you're into Discord, we're on there now as well. At some point, apparently, we can we should be able to stream out of Discord these, these podcasts as we record them so we could have some interaction. But again, I don't know. And Mr. D, I don't know if you saw, but uh, we've we've been asked if we want to do a a quiz on Discord. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind, don't I? I I was a bit confused because somebody else jumped in and said, I'll do it, I thought. So I wasn't sure if it was me or somebody else, but I'm I'm happy to either do it, support it, whatever. Yeah, oh no, I think... uh, yeah, I think it was it was you in charge, right? But with some help as to thought. how to how we actually get it to work. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know how to get it to work. I don't mind putting together the questions. I've got no idea about Discord. 
<laughs> no, God, we sound so old. Um, but yeah, so so join that if you want, and of course for extra content, join our Patreon. But we will see you in a few weeks with another episode. All right. All the Cheerio. best. Bye bye. This podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.